Guys, welcome back to another episode of Curiosity Killed the Rat Science Podcast coming at you. I'm Kate, and I would like to start off by acknowledging that I am recording on the lands of the Wurundjeri people today. Um, I'm the scientist on this show, and I am joined, as always, by my awesome co-host, Matthew. Matthew, why did I call you Matthew? Oh my god, it's almost like that's my name or something. That's crazy. I mean, true, but... (laughs) Yikes. Uh, yeah, Matt, well, thank Matthew, you for that Matty introduction, boy. Catherine. Um, Moo. Oh, gosh, no, what have I done? Cat attack. Uh, <laughs> nope. Katarina. Um, cat O nine tails, because you're going to be spinning nine tails for us today yeah, when you're telling I us about the topic for today. Oh, factoids. No. Oh, <laughs> God. I'm not. I don't. I don't like that. I really I don't want that. Uh, who put us on a podcast? Who lets us? And have a my name is Matt. I am a science enthusiast. Um, I won't be spitting many facts at you. I'll just be spitting opinion opinions that'll be immediately fact checked by the scientist. And I'd like to start by acknowledging that I am recording on lands traditionally owned by the Noongar people. Wow. What are we talking about today, Kate? Um, well, Catherine? I'm I'm here. I'm, I'm already laughing so hard that I'm crying, which is fitting because today we are talking about crying. And ah, yes. Oh boy. Mood. Am mood. I right? Right? Millennials. Aha. Mood AF. Lol. <laughs> Hashtag <Yeah>. relatable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crying. The science of crying and of tears and of you know that expression of emotion, but also like not just emotion, right? Like chopping onions. We'll get to that. Uh, lots of shit makes us cry. You know that Bo Burnham quote? Just picture a depressed onion cutting itself. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's the level of tears we're going to be listening today. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> oh, no. So, <laughs> I have a lot of information and a, a oh so many notes that are just not very well organized. And I haven't really, I've done a really bad psychom thing where I haven't come up with any logical way to talk about this, you know, Fuck it, we'll freestyle it. Off the dome, yeah, free form. Exactly. Lay it on us. So We, we don't no, need the I'm restrictions gonna, of, I'm gonna, of structure um, and, and notes. We're above this. I'm right? above this. Uh, we you, are however, this. are going to do, I'm going to palm handball off some of the work. Uh, Let's do crying, it. Crying, right? Matt, okay. Of all the th- when, I, when I first tell you, hey, I want to do a podcast about crying because I'm fucking depressed, 2021, <laughs> am I right? No. Um, like, what is the first thing that comes to your head? Like, question anything. First thing that comes start? to my head. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm weirdly, like, I don't cry nearly as often as I should. It used to be that, like, I would only really cry in the instance of, like, someone I know dying mm-hmm. or if I was, like, going through a breakup mm-hmm. or something like that. But then two of my friends got engaged and I was a blubbering mess, uncontrollable. So oh! that was- I know, I know. That's so it just came out of nowhere. I, I love that figure. I just like I saw the video of him getting down on one knee, and I just I exploded, and it was like uncontrollable waterworks for a solid half an hour. It oh was my insane. Gosh. It was, I love that. It was that. lovely. It was like one of the f- like few times I've proper happy cried. It was such a beautiful. Yeah, moment. yeah. Uh, well, that's interesting because okay, this is where we're going to start. Okay. Actually, before we can delve into 
happy versus sad tears, which is where I was going to take this. It's probably mm. the probably the more logical place to start is the fact that before we even break down the different types of emotional tears, we have three different types of tears. We have mm. basal tears, reflex tears, and emotional tears. And I didn't know basil could make you cry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, 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 fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No. Okay. Basal. B-A-S-A-L. Basal tears, which mm. are like, they're, they're always there sort of thing. So essentially above our eyes, we have a gland. It's called the lacrimal gland because mm. lacrimation, crying makes sense. Is that right? a thing? Is, is lacrimation the fancy word for crying? Yes. That's the fancy. So, okay. Let's start with the anatomy then. Because God, my, my mind was terrible. kind of like... When you said lacrimation, I'm like, is that like crying? Because lacrimation sounds kind of like lactation. So lac <laughs> means to leak and it's just different parts of your body leaking. One I of them's mean, your nipples, one of them's your eyes. Possibly. I didn't my, actually I onto look something up the there? etymology <laughs> of uh, lacrimation, but you, you know, well, you could say much like uh, gesticulation and gestation. Um, you could say your knowledge there is lacking. Ha <laughs> <laughs> <Look>. ha. <So, laughs> I found yes. a leak in your argument. I don't know whether it's related to lactation, but yeah. So like the water, the liquid, the fluid mm. that like covers your eyes, that, that forms tears is what we call lacrimal fluid. And it's produced right. by the lacrimal gland and it gets pushed across the eyes. And then you've got little, actually, this is really cool. You can like, I don't think my camera is going to be good enough, but and also no one else can see me. I'm just like going up to Zoom being like, look at my eyeballs. <laughs> Guys, look. Guys. No, but okay. Anyone listening, go like look in the mirror, pull down your eye and like right near that little like pink corner, which, okay, that's called the lacrimal lake. That little like inside. So like yeah. we literally have like a lake of tears in our eyes. It's called can the lacrimal lake. Can we please to start a petition to just call it the lacrimal? The lacrimal. Yeah. <laughs> I, I personally like calling it my lake of tears because it just feels <laughs> that little bit unnecessarily yeah. dramatic. And so the lacrimal fluid gets pushed into that lacrimal lake, lacrimal, mm. and there's two little holes, one on the top eyelid and one on the bottom eyelid, like two little yeah. pinprick-sized holes that are tubes, they're your tear ducts essentially, that travel down into your nose. So normally you're like day-to-day -day tears when they don't, the basal tears when they don't like roll down your eye and you, or when you mm. like tear up and they kind of well it's up. like your eyes water up. But yeah, it's not, but it doesn't overflow. Like you get overflow. a bit of dust in your eye or something. Yeah, and if it doesn't, yeah. so if it overflows, it just means that that lacrimal lake has like filled up and overflowed quicker than it can right. empty down the tear ducts. But normally your tears just filter through. They go like into your nose. And that's why when you're like crying, you get really like snotty as well because all your tears are like funneling out your right. nose. So snot is just tears. Snot is partially tears. Right. Not just tears, but tears right. contribute. And and what you like swallow when you're swallowing is yeah. also your your tears, your basal tears. You just like swallow them and recycle them through. The oh, Yum. nice. Yummy, right? Cool. Um, Got to stay hydrated. Exactly. We're like a self-hydrating system, except it's salty water. So it's actually- Perpetual you know, motion machine. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, actually, funny that you mentioned the perpetual- No. So those okay. tiny little tubes, it, yeah. they use capillary action to suck up the- th So if you, oh. if you don't know what this has to do with perpetual motion machines, I suggest you go back and listen to our episode on perpetual motion machines where- We are not even 10 uh, minutes into this episode <laughs> before our first self-plug. That's got to be a record, right? That's that has, actually. I love that hell. for us. We're getting better. Self-promotion. <laughs> Self-love. Hashtag listen to us. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? 
Um, no. Okay, capillary action, which is essentially where if something, if the tube is really, really narrow, it can mm. suck the water against gravity. And, you know, go back and listen That's to hot. that episode and I'll actually explain what capillary action is much better than that. But, mm. yeah, those little things, they use capillary action to, like, suck the liquid, the tears, out of the lake and mm. into the nose. And ta-da, that is, that is the anatomy of tear production. And your, so your lacrimal glands, they produce all of the tears, your basal, your reflex, and your emotional, but they're different. So they're not only, like, different, you know, caused by different things, they're innovated differently by like within the brain and the facial nerves. Mm. They're also, if you like take a little pipette of them and like look at them under a microscope or break down, do like an analysis of all the proteins and what's made up, like what they're made up of. They're different. They are chemically yeah. different tears. Fuck. Okay. You sound so not impressed by that. You're just like, no, yeah, no. that that makes sense. This no, I thought this wasn't... was the coolest thing ever. No, it, no, was... it just it just it wasn't quite hitting me yet. It wasn't okay. quite hitting me yet. So so depending Same on glands. What... Producing liquid, depending on what's causing that liquid production, whether it's basal, so like, which is just keeping your eyes moisturized, essentially. Uh, Reflex, which is like if you get poked in the eye or if you're chopping onions, I'll explain that Mm. in a sec, um, or you get dust in your eye or whatever, that's reflex tears or emotional tears, which are, you know, happy set. We know what emotional tears are, right? And those three types of tears have different amounts of protein in them. Different amount is that the main difference between them? Just like the protein. That's the biggest one, right? Because that and that's the one that they're kind of trying to explain. So, the emotional tears have, I think, it was about twenty five percent more protein in them, mm. right? And they think that one of the biggest reasons for this. So, part of it mm. might be some of the proteins appear to be like. Um, so there's one called leucine encephalin. Enke- I'm gonna say it again: leucine encephalin. Not the point. It's an endorphin, so it's an endogenous right. opioid, right? It's a natural painkiller. Ah, um, so harvest your tears, and you can have a bit of fun with that. I mean, I mean, uh, cures the pain. I mean, we don't condone misuse of opioids. Yeah, we don't uh. condone drinking tears to get high. Um, <laughs> though, okay, this, this is this is jumping around. Hey, so maybe, badly. maybe maybe those like old school witches were onto something when they'd like put tears, harvest of the fucking tears orphans of in. in. <laughs> I mean, pick one, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I need two drops of the virgin and one of the orphan for this. Yes, what's your orphan to virgin? God, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what the? Oh, it's so off the rails today. Fuck. Okay. This is a chaotic no. episode. No, but speaking of drinking tears, <laughs> what what could that possibly fucking lead to? Speaking of drinking tears, what what do you have in your notes that segues from that? Like you've already touched on I, that. I actually... like swallow them after they flush through, but we've already touched on that. So unless there's more on that, what what? There is a moth. So there is a moth that drinks elephant tears for fun. Um, No, literally. So humans are the only creatures that we know of that we have any conclusive data uh, to produce emotional tears, right? So humans. Yeah. So there is some kind of one-off case studies of different animals like horses or whatever Mm. producing emotional tears, but they they haven't been verified by any proper scientific studies. And so if it does happen in animals obviously it's kind of hard to test because it's hard to get emotional communication from mm. animals based on the fact that they don't speak our language uh, yeah. <laughs> but 
it seems that if it does happen, it's very rare. It's not like humans where we do it a lot, right? We're, mm. we're known for our emotional crying. Yeah. And this is emotional, visible crying, tear production. But other animals do have reflex tears and basal tears. And so if you chop onions near, like, your dog or your cat, they can start, cr- like, tearing, like, crying, uh, creating these reflex tears because of the stuff that's in the onions. I keep saying I'll get to that, and I will. I just don't want to talk about it yet because I'm like, gonna hold this you stuff's to that. fun. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so elephants, much like most animals or most land Mm. animals, because obviously water animals, water dwelling animals didn't need to Mm. develop this because they're in the water and their eyes are moisturized by that. But then once animals moved onto land, they Mm. developed crying. Self-moisture. Yeah. And so, yeah, elephants have reflex tears. And there's this one particular type of moth that's somewhere in my clusterfuck of notes, I wrote down the name, but it's not important and I can't be bothered finding it. Mm-hmm. Um, they go and they irritate the eyes of the elephants so that they produce these reflex tears so that they can drink the tears. What the fuck? It's they a real thing. Intentionally making them cry to drink yes. their fucking tears. Yes. Jesus, they sound like bastards. Yes, sir. Oh Metal eyes. Right? That sounds like some weird ass, like gothic supervillain shit. Uh-huh. Like a demon that goes around making people cry just to drink their tears. Yeah, right? And but it's, it's like some it's 13 year actual... old angst shit. I, I had so many kids that hopefully don't listen to our podcast because we're not very child appropriate, but <laughs> so many fucking kids are going to discover this moth and it's going to be their favorite animal. And just... My spirit animal is the moth that flies into the, the eyes of elephants, elephants and drinks tears. their tears. They yeah. go to the biggest creature they can find and challenge the authority directly, man. <laughs> they fly in their eyes and drink their fucking tears because they don't give a fuck about society, man. That's what I want to be. Fuck. That's a real David and Goliath vibe that you've... Uh, <laughs> nah, I'm here for it. I'm, I'm here for David Moth drinking the tears of Goliath elephant. What, what's what's that song in from Les Mis that that little guy sings? I forget. Uh, little People. Da-da-ba. Little People. Is that yeah. what it is? Is that what it's called? I don't know, but yeah. I don't know. It's little, little people, people no. Little, little people, people <laughs> And there's they a may be easy gets... pickings, but we got some bite. We'll bite you in the eye and drink <laughs> your fucking tears. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. So drinking tears, that that was my segue from drinking tears. But I want to I wanna rein it back because oh, that was a beautiful little. I love this mm. because there's just so many tangents. This is why I didn't organize my notes because I was like, no, it's just going to it's gonna create its own. The structure of the show should reflect the the journey you went through during this race. Oh, I feel that's only apt and Chaotic. Fair. No, but okay, where we were, I'm going to take us back. So there were different 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 types of tears. So, So, sorry, go. My guess would be because each tier serves a different purpose. Whenever I'm saying tier and three different tiers, I'm thinking of it as spelled T-E-I-R or T-I-E-I. I I always forget which one it goes. Like Like tier one, tier one, two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like tier one, crying. This is when (laughs) you're upset. (laughs) Tier Tier two crying, level up. That's right. Your 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 lakes are flooded. Well, and, uh... if you think of it evolutionarily, and you know, in terms of the number of animals that have produced basal basal tears, and then you've got the next ones that have leveled up and have got reflex tears, and then they've leveled mm-hmm. up again, and we humans are the only, still the coolest, only animals that produce these emotional tears. And so, basal tears 
Oh, that's what I was saying. I was saying that emotional tears have like 25% more protein in them. And we think Mm. that this is because the function that emotional tears serve for humans and kind of why Mm. we have it. So other animals emotionally cry. Like you've heard dogs whining, right? Like they, they vocally cry. They they don't, they don't tear up, produce tears. So scientists actually think that we have evolved from we've we've evolved this visible physical crying mm. from the emotional vocal crying of our early ancestors right because yeah, okay. the the function the function that this vocal crying serves for animals is to kind of like signal distress and be like mm. i'm in trouble somebody mm. help me um yeah. and that's essentially what scientists think our visible tears do and they think that these like physical visible tears evolved because it was able to communicate to our fellow humans to our you know that when that you know we're in trouble or we're experiencing an extreme emotion and we need social support and we were able but without signaling to predators nearby where we are right uh, so it's a much more it's a silent subtle, alarm yeah it's it's like a you know secret language that like i don't know it's that only we know but they don't know we could just or, look yeah. up with watery eyes as a snake is on your foot and like don't fucking say don't anything. tell the thing but, but i'm shitting myself shit. yeah exactly exactly and so you know therefore the you know babies or whatever that that had these visible tears were the ones more likely to survive because they were able to elicit this social support without alerting predators. And therefore evolutionarily, that's why we've developed it. And Mm. the fact that humans like we have in our, we have a whole part of our brain that's dedicated to like faces and recognizing faces Mm. in things and looking at faces. So we're like very good at, at seeing things on the face and they've done studies with people where they've used like eye tracking technology like you know how you can track someone's eyes and see where on a screen Mm. they're looking and so they look at photos first of all of people without tears versus the same pictures with the tear so a a photo of someone's face with a tear rolling down the cheek with the photoshop tear Mm. I'm phrasing this. I can't find the sentence. The tear has been a, photoshopped a photo away. Someone, it's gone. Yes. Bye-bye, tear. No tear face. A photo of tear face. God damn it. Um, my face when no tear. That's mm, my no. face with tear. And so first of all, they're better at recognizing when someone's upset, obviously, if there is a tear mm. present, because otherwise the person can just look really serious or they can, you know, look like they're laughing or they can, you know, it's really quite funny, actually, if you Google, like, face tear removed. I don't know. There's some um, cool. <laughs> I wonder if that's like a learned thing or if that's a instinctual thing now. Mm, I Well, I think it's definitely instinctual because, you know, that's why we kind of cry as, as babies when we're first born before we mm. can communicate. And, you know, around the age of two, when you start to develop spoken language, the amount infants cry significantly decreases because right. you know that's the function we think it serves for babies is they don't mm. have the words so they need to just express to their parents that they need something or to their caregivers yeah. that they need something um and then once we start to develop language and that's why when it's like really strong emotions that we don't necessarily have the words for is when mm. we start to produce these tears because it's our way of expressing and this all of this brings me back to the point as to why they think this is related to the fact that there's more protein in the tear is the higher levels of the protein help Mm. we think um form that nice 
teardrop shape and also makes it run slower down the face. So you have more time to see it and to register mm. this social response because this is the purpose. Of, like the tears aren't just there to flush out the eye. Like, They're it's actually been made there too to signal. viscous to be taken down the tear duct for that particular mm. reaction. Or to it's work. definitely so maybe slower. It has no option to, um, like, yeah. yeah, slower draining down the tear duct, more likely to overflow. Um, and then spends longer on the face, trailing down the face for you to look at. And so it has like the express purpose of leaving the eye and going down the face. And yeah, being visible exactly. People. And so like I was saying, we used eye tracking technology. And when people look at faces with tear, our eyes are drawn to the tear. We look at the yeah. tear before we look at anything else on the face and we just stare at the mm. tear. And it's we'd, and our, our um, brows kind of like furrow a little bit. Like there's this kind of empathetic, like instinctive response that just happens in us because not only are we designed to produce these tears in order to signal, we're also designed to recognize tears as a signal, oh, I should help mm. this person because that will help them survive to a reproductive age or be able to reproduce. I don't know. That's, that's the underlying, you know, evolutionary drive, but yeah, like that's why scientists think we have evolved these emotional tears instead of the vocal cries and why they might have more protein is because yeah, it's actually, you know, the tears that hang around the longest are the ones more likely to actually do the job that they're meant to do. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, right. And also, so they found in emotional tears evidence that there's one of the proteins that they found. It's worth noting it's kind of inconclusive evidence, but because mm. some studies have failed to find this, but there has been uh, studies that found. So it's a hormone called adreno. Gosh, adrenogo. Adre- Adrenocorticotropin. Adrenocortico- Adriana Grande. <laughs> no. So it's a hormone called adrenocorticotropin hormone, which I think I definitely pronounced incorrectly. Adrenocortico. <laughs> Done a better job than Cortisol. I adrenal glands. Stress. These are the stress. things to take away. So adrenocorticotropin. Okay. Tro- tro- <laughs> A-C-T-H. ACTH is the hormone. I'm just going to. The point is, it's linked to stress. It's a stress yep. hormone. That's all you need to know. The None irony of, the of how is... stressful it is to fucking say. <laughs> oh, I don't know why I tried to You so have hard a gun pointed to like, your head. And the only listening. way you can survive. <laughs> gun pointed to your head. The only way you can survive is to pronounce that correctly. The most stressful fucking situation of your life. Adrenocorticopia. No. Stress hormones in your tears. And so some evidence is thinking that um, actually this emotional crying Mm. physically is really cathartic by crying out the stress. Oh, you're saying like those chemicals are actually found in the tears. tears. Yeah, yeah, in the emotional tears. Oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So you've got like this excess cortisol and you're like, nope, let's just eject that out a little mm. bit. Fuck, so it's not sense. actually cortisol, uh, it's the hormone that leads to the production of cortisol, but it's it's all linked to that, you know, how mm. our body reacts to stress. So we're reacting to stress in a certain way and then we're crying it out. Um, mm. And, you know, there's there's been studies that have found that people 
have, you know, watched a sad movie or watched a sad video clip because that's the only ethical way to make people emotionally cry in your scientific study, um, (laughs) to study their tears, and uh, that they have reported feeling better like an hour or so afterwards compared to the people Mm. that didn't cry. Uh, But there is debate as to whether that's to do with the actual crying out of the stress or whether that's to do with um, eliciting sort of a social response because of the way that you're then more open to talking about mm. it or if you're watching it with a friend and crying with a friend because there was another study that found that it was only the people that were watching it with a like a friend that felt better and right. the people that watched and cried alone didn't feel better. So it's all very debatable and all very like we don't really understand yeah, yeah. what the function of these emotional tears is physiologically and what all these extra proteins are doing besides the most logical thing being the staying on the face longer um, is the most backed, scientifically backed one. You know what that makes me think of? It, it, it makes me think of the whole thing about how men historically in society mm-hmm. are shown at all to like repress their emotions, not cry, be not, not necessarily repressed, but like the whole idea of, you know, men don't be, cry to, to, to be strong, mm. be, you know, like the women will cry and men will be the rock that they can lean up against. But the suicide rates in men are astronomically higher than mm. the suicide rates in women. So all of these men who just never let out all of this excess, bad, bad emotion. Mm. It just builds up inside them and literally bottles up to the point of breaking Mm. um, Mm. where that doesn't happen as often in women. And I think that would be a purely societal thing as opposed to a evolutionary thing. So, okay. Yes, you're right. It's really, really interesting that, Mm. and and it's well researched and well documented that quote unquote, women cry more than men. Mm. And I say, quote unquote, women women cry Mm. more than men, because I think it is really important to note. I mean, it's always important to notice when your study doesn't include research into transgender people or Mm. uh, gender nonconforming people or non-binary people. Like if if your study just blatantly ignores that and you're just looking at Mm. cis people, that's always important to keep in mind. But in this particular instance, it's very important to keep in mind. And I'll get to why in a second. And so everything that you read that's all like, women cry more than men. Yes, true. Mm. Taking, keeping in mind that you're talking about cisgender people um, in your studies. Because what's really interesting is that infants and children don't have this difference. This difference emerges around the age of 11. And now two things kind of happen around that age. Number one is puberty, right? Yeah. yeah. Number two is you start to become, you know, viewed more as a man in society. Yeah. You know, young men kind of age, men don't cry, social pressure, Mm. blah, blah, blah. And a lot of the stuff that I read was like, we can't possibly tell whether it's puberty and whether it's, you know, testosterone that's making men cry less or whether it's the social pressure of men don't cry. And this is where I say it's important to remember that trans people exist because wouldn't it be convenient if we had a population who started taking testosterone later in life and we could have Mm. a look at whether that had an effect on crying, right? Wouldn't that be nifty? Yes, that would be so Um, handy for this particular instance. Awful convenient. You know what fucking sucks? This research doesn't exist. There is not an actual like proper study looking at this. There is lots of anecdotal evidence in terms of there's lots of trans men or trans masculine people who have started taking testosterone later in life that have reported that they they cried less once they started taking testosterone. That the mm. once they had been on T for a certain amount of time, they yeah, they cried less and they they felt sadness less and they felt anger more. And there's mm. but these are these are all just kind of case studies or anecdotal reports. We don't have the science because people forget that trans people exist. <laughs> 
And like, can you that's tell the that this is an we, issue that bothers me? Uh, we would need to put the study into it because, again, like one of the first things I thought of there was like, is it the testosterone that would be leading to that, or is it because, or is it because as they're starting sudden, to identify as a man, they want to fit those roles right? that You're a man has? Getting... Which is like, well, I'm a man now. I'm tough now. I'm not going to cry as much. But then anymore. there's the like, thing that you have a lot of people socially transitioned before they started to medically transition, so they've been quote unquote mm, acting as a man or socially, you know, being right. a man in society before they've started taking mm. testosterone and try, or you know, people that have felt like they're a man their whole lives despite what mm. other people have told them. So then that's where the social thing becomes less clear cut necessarily yeah. than in cis individuals but yeah wouldn't it be nifty if someone did that research thank you, you for coming to my TED talk. i'm um, sure getting grants and funds for research is easy especially <laughs> around those sorts of topics right like yeah you can you can just, just do that right yeah like, i'll just why, do why, why don't we just do that no That's... stress man no stress um <laughs> Am I eliciting some, what's, what's the name of the emotional tears? Not the basil tears. Um, Fucking. Well, they're, they're emotional tears or they can be called psychogenic tears. But, Ooh, fancy. Yeah, psychogenic tears. Okay, but what about happy crying though? We, we mentioned that at the start, but we've kind of been jumping around a bit, so. Yeah, sorry. This has been very chaotic. Yeah. My brain on this topic is very chaotic. But yeah, so happy crying is really interesting because I guess the bottom line is, well, we don't know. We don't know shit. Oh, classic. We don't know fucking shit. <laughs> um, but we have lots of working theories uh, yeah. at the moment. One of them being kind of the, you know, as I mentioned, it's kind of a, when you don't have the words to describe your emotion, it kind of comes from this very base level. When we were infants, we didn't have the words for any of our emotions. Right. And then at some point when you get, you know, those really, really extreme emotions of any valence, like any, you know, direction, mm. then we kind of need these tears to articulate yeah. those emotions. Um, and then there's also, you know, the fact that your heart rate, et cetera, increases, you know, and you get really kind of worked up. And then after a good cry, that tends to recover. So is it a way of like literally physiologically regulating those emotional yeah. extremes? Um, another interesting thought pattern mm. around, you know, those quote unquote tears of joy is that quite often in scenarios like, you know, think about a surprise, you know, you're reunited with a loved one that you haven't seen in ages and they surprise you, at, you know, you know, that husband kind of returns home from the war, that old classic yeah, that, video. That classic one. And the thing about that or like dogs seeing their yeah. owners for the first time <laughs> after they get back from war, oh, my heart those kill me. Blubber. I'm a blubbering mess. Yeah, oh. so that those kind of things, the the reason the positive emotion is so intense is because they are contextualized in pain, right? So it's because they haven't oh. seen the loved one in so long, and you're feeling this loss and this grief, and because of this kind of you know sitting on a backdrop of of you know pain of some kind or like sadness, mm -hmm. and because you have that, it creates this contrast that makes the good feel like even more good. Or you you're so aware of how positive this emotion is because of the pain of the loss. But it's possibly to do with you're still very aware of that mm. negative side, and that's what that negative emotion is linked to that emotional tear production, well, and that's fuck, why our brains are just getting a little bit confused. Yeah. What the fuck does that um, say about my story? How lonely am I really? <laughs> no. Okay. So this is this is really interesting. And this is why I got excited when you were telling that story yeah. because 
This is another, so there's a specific, there's one study, it'll be, you know, linked in the description, but there was one particular research group. Um, there was an interesting study about this emotion, that, a specific emotion that they called karmamuta, which oh. is a Sanskrit word yeah. um, that essentially translates to moved by love. And one of the very Compton common, uh, quote unquote symptoms of this emotion, along with like goosebumps or like, you know, reflexively putting your hand to your heart, like, oh, yeah. um, you know, is, is tears. Tears can come from this. Um, once again, we don't really, really know why, but I think it kind of makes sense in, based in that kind of theory that I've talked about already of, um, you know, one of the main reason we think that we show visible tears is to elicit the social support of people close by us or whatever, yeah. right? So when you talk about this emotion, this karma muta, it's this sudden feeling of connection. And um, they kind of, the, the researchers described it as like, you're likely to experience this when there's a sudden intensification of a communal relationship. So yeah. think, you know, finding out that your partner is pregnant, that mm. often elicits tears because, you know, finding out that you're having a baby together is something yeah. that heightens the relationship and, you know, the level of intimacy and, you know, people getting engaged, yeah. that heightens their level of intimacy. Mm. And so what you could be reacting to by crying is either kind of a empathetic kind of, you know, like when we watch a sad movie and it makes us cry, it's yeah. an empathy kind of cry. So maybe you're kind of empathetically feeling this heightening of your friend's relationship mm. in them getting engaged, or maybe you feel closer to them by experiencing their engagement by watching it. You know, it yeah. could be any, but it's very much falls under this moved by love kind of banner, right? Um, what did you say and it, it was makes... called again? Karma. Karma Muta. Karma Muta. Yeah, like M-U-T-A, karma muta. Um, and so, like, in this my in my mind, this makes sense with the theory that like sadness tears or or you know, babies crying mm. tears are there to elicit the social and emotional support of people close to you, and we're designed, you know, designed to pick up tears in other people. Yeah. And so it kind of makes sense that when you suddenly feel this heightening of intimacy, that a byproduct of that is is tears because you're kind of meeting that social need or, you know, meet, you know, fulfilling that requirement that tears are normally linked with causing. And so, you know, it kind of makes sense because it's all in that same to do with social connection, right? So when I cry um, after sex, it's not a bad thing. No, no, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful it's thing. It's because it was such a beautiful Embrace intimate it. moment for me. Exactly. Yeah. No, but seriously, but actually, that, though, that, yeah. that actually though, yeah. like that makes sense because it's all to do with connection yeah. and that's tears have developed evolutionarily to heighten our connection as mm. like a human within, you know, as a species. Um, and so it makes sense that when we feel those moments mm. of connection, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're bubbling, bubbling, <laughs> babbling, babbling. <laughs> our eyes are bubbling with tears. Yeah. So, uh, so those, those, those tears, have they done blubbering, tests I think is on the word their, I oh, blubbering? Yes. Um, <laughs> have they done tests on tears elicited from joyful moments and found, are they the same type of tears as from like, yeah, you know, so it's interesting. Whatever the name of those those tears were, I can't remember if we said the name of them or not. Emotional tears, psychogenic Emo tears, uh, psychogenic. Tears. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. There, there's been a few things saying that um, they're different, and there was a really cool like art project showing that like their crystalline structures can be different under the microscope. Ooh. But it's it's also a little bit debated. Like it's not. Okay. There's nothing super super concrete being like, you know, sadness tears look like this, happiness tears look like this. Um, mm. It's, yeah, it's one of the ambiguous 
I want it to be true, though. I really like that idea yeah. that, you know, depending on the emotion we experience, uh, the tears can the be tear different. The different, and, like snowflakes. You know, yeah. And Each we, of them are unique and beautiful, like emotions. Well, I mean, every cry that you have is unique and beautiful, right? It's always, yeah. it's, it's a special moment. But what I will say is I'm going to, another cool thing about the difference between, like, emotional tears and mm. reflex tears Oh, such as chopping onions. That's what I'll talk about next, the onions. Hey, I can't forget yes. to talk about the onions. But really quickly before that. No, um, no. you said that <laughs> seven times already. When are we going to get to the fucking onions, man? Spoiler, today's listener question. No, I'm kidding. It's not. <laughs> um, no, okay. What I will say before I forget to say it, though, because this is the thing, I get distracted. Mm. Your reflex tears and your emotional tears, apart from just being different when we look at them and their chemical composition, they are mm. they have a different um, innovation. So, like, the nervous system is different, like, in terms of right. what actually produces them. So it's the lacrimal gland. It's the same gland producing the tears, mm. but the the nervous system connections that are spiking it are different. So your reflex tears are the type of tears that are, you know, triggered by something in your face or, you know, something in your eye or whatever. And that's, so that's the trigeminal nerve, which is one of your cranial nerves, like a sensory one that picks up that sensation, runs it back to your brainstem. And then it's the facial nerve, which is another um, cranial nerve that runs back out and tells your lacrimal glands, shit, we need to clear whatever the fuck's in our eye, the fuck out of our eye. So what a really cool thing that happens is you can like cut the trigeminal nerve or you have people whose trigeminal nerve has been cut and we still produce emotional tears, but we don't produce reflex tears anymore if you're, if you're oh. trigeminal. Because you don't oh. have that sensation, you know, you can poke someone's eye and they, they won't reflexively cry because they don't have that... Um, they don't have that sensing pathway anymore, but you can still produce emotional tears because that's the limbic parts of the brain. So like the emotional processing parts of the brain that then signal right. we need to produce emotional tears. I could just imagine someone like that getting sand in their eye and they're like, quick, tell me you don't love me. I need to get this out. <laughs> <laughs> quick, trigger the fuck out of me. Um, God, the sand is really irritating. And if I rub it, it's just dry and gross. <laughs> it's just coarse and dry. It gets everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> Had me. <laughs> I don't love you anymore, Annie. You're breaking my heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm not crying. It's just been it's just raining been on my face. And if I am crying, it's not because of you. Yeah. It's I'm just thinking, thinking about, about a friend that you don't know dying. dying. That's right, dying. These are tears of sadness because you're leaving me. I've just been cutting onions. I'm, I'm making, making a lasagna, lasagna for one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a great song. For your song. information, there's an irritation in my eyes. We'll um, provide, that's uh, I'm Not Crying mm. by Flight of the Concords. We'll yes. put a link of that in the uh, description. Thank you dearly to Flight of the Concords for being the soundtrack to both my life and my podcast. Um, <laughs> I'm not upset because you left me this way. My eyes are just a little sweaty today. They've been looking around. They've been searching for you. They've been looking for you. Even, even though, though I, I told them, them not to. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. We okay. Can't keep just singing that song. <laughs> no, we can't. Um, okay, onion on. tears. <laughs> no, hold on. Before we get to onion tears. <laughs> <It's you this> 
unless, unless if you really, this leads if, to onion tears. No, maybe this is our plan. Maybe our listeners, all they want to know is about why onions make you cry. And we're just like tantalizing, being like, keep listening and you'll well, find out. I have a out. feeling that potentially I might be leading to it because Ooh. there's basal tears, uh-huh. which are the reflex tears. No, no, basal tears. tears aren't the reflex tears. Basal tears are separate. So basal tears, oh, our eyes okay. are always kind of watery, right? Like we, right. our eyes are never dry. And so the basal tears is what we call that kind of layer of lacrimal fluid that is always kind of so every time you blink you're actually just kind of like windscreen wiping spreading the tears across your eye because from so the your way your lacrimal gland is like up mm. so imagine thinking i'm like i'm pointing to it but no one can actually see that except you so if you think <laughs> about where someone would get an eyebrow piercing right in that like yeah. kind of top cool part of the eye like directly under outer. that yeah so that upper outer corner above yeah. and so then it travels diagonally across the eye into that lacrimal lake in the right. in the inside and so yeah your basal tears uh they like essentially basal tears are kind of th- a three layered thing so the layer mm. closest to the eye is like a mucus layer to help mm. it like stick to the cornea and then your middle layer is an aqueous layer so that's the main liquidy bit that moisturizes the cornea and then the outer mm. layer is actually like an oil layer so that the surface of your eye stays smooth because like we obviously don't want weird refraction shit happening as the light comes into our eye. That's how you end up with having to wear glasses like me. Um, Well it's not because you've got your crying prisms (laughs) like you you, you still probably have very smooth oily basal Optometrists will never be able to change my mind on this it's just because (laughs) of my faulty tears no other genetic reason. Okay sure. (laughs) But no okay Um, all I was going to ask is what was the third type of tear because I thought uh, the the basal tear and the reflex were the same Sorry, I misinterpreted. That's okay. Sorry to yeah, so your basal tears are just the constant lubrication. Mm. Mm. Uh, wow. Then your yeah reflex tears are the ones that are caused by various things, such as including onions. onions. And then Very yeah, nice. the emotional tears are the third ones. Emotional tears. Okay, so tell us about the onions. There is a there is a chemical, a chemical, if you will. No, don't don't say chemical. You'll look like chemical. a fool. Say chemical. No, I'm um, going to say chemical for the a- rest of this podcast. I'm going to say chemical. That's sure. Just- well, reality or you could now. call it a lacrimator because that's what it is. So it's a lacrimator is the, is what the type of chemical is. And it's something that the onion has that it is a chemical that produces tears. That sounds like a Dr. Doofenshmirt invention. I have created a nature to make everybody cry. It is the lacrimator. Lacrimator in it all in it all. So everybody <laughs> will be leaking from their... In the tri-state la- area. <laughs> will be a, a, um, what it used to be called in like the nineteenth century. They used to call it emotional incontinence. Uh, when you when you what? cried in public, it was seen j- as just as like taboo as like public urination. Uh, oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cover is, yourself, woman. You're leaking. <laughs> well, it's interesting because more recent studies have found that uh, tears are the only body part. A body part. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> The only bodily fluid, fluid. Uh, that doesn't gross us out. People are not grossed out by tears in the same way they are grossed mm. out by snot, boogers, earwax, semen. Um, Come. <laughs> yeah. So onions. <laughs> onions. <laughs> um, I, I just want to take a moment to apologize to everyone listening to this podcast. Oh, my God. Get to the onions, Kate. Fuck. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Lacrimators. No, okay. So it's essentially a defense mechanism. That's what this is, is that plants, 
plants have defense mechanisms built into them to stop animals eating them, right? Because evolutionarily, right. that's going to be advantageous to the plant because it's more like, like thorns. you know, like thorns, exactly. And so what um, onions have in them is something, mm. they're part of a family of, of vegetables of plants called mm. alliums. And these plants have a a chemical, like a molecule inside the cells of the onion called isoallian. And that kind of, that molecule, the isoallian is just like chilling out in the onions, even when that, because it takes us cutting the onion for them to cry, right? Like you don't yeah. just, you don't, you can look at an onion all you want and you won't cry. It's only when you yeah. like break it. And there's a reason for that because this isoallian is always in there, but it's like trapped within the cells. Interestingly, animals like rabbits and stuff, can sense when there's isoallian in a plant and stay away from it. So they don't need to cut onions to know to stay away. Humans are the only fucked up people that continue to eat onions even after the onion has like... Because onions are fucking good, man. Onions are like, yo... You gotta work for that good where, shit. Where, like, so there's something... Because it's interesting because humans can't smell isoallian. Like it doesn't have a smell that is detectable to mm. us, but there's something in it that other animals can detect without the tears having to be produced. But then we can't detect it for some reason. So then we take it the next step and we like chop that fucking onion and then still we cry and then still we continue to eat it because we just have, I don't know, no feelings. The forbidden fruit. Um, but essentially what happens when you cut the onion is that you you are literally breaking the cells and they're opening up and they're releasing this isoallian and then you've got an enzyme in your, um, in your basal tears essentially, so like constantly always around your eye called mm. alanase, and it's going to react with the isoallian to create something called um, sulfenic acid. Now, that sounds bad, and you're like, okay, acid in my eyes, no wonder I'm crying. Yeah. But the sulfenic acid is not actually what makes you cry. It then reacts with another enzyme <laughs> Bruh, to create like something Rube called Goldberg machine sulfine. I know, right? reactions leading So it's just this. a series of very unfortunate events where this yeah. isoallian has converted into this sulfenic acid, which then reacts with another enzyme called LFS to create this sulfine. And then the sulfine mm. is what irritates your um, eye and sets off those reflex tears. And so that's why they're like... You know, like there's lots of, you know, cheap home tricks as to like how to chop an onion and not cry, right? You're like, supposed to like leave the end on or something. But like, yeah, that one doesn't I make sense. Do. And then like, you know, I heard another one where like if you have matches. bread in your mouth or something. What the fuck? None of those really make any sense. But the ones that do make sense are like cut it near a fan or have a big like ventilation system because that's going to mm. obviously suck the isoallian away. It's less likely to come mm. in contact with your uh, eyes and, and do all the chemical reactions. Um, mm -hmm. And then the other ones that do make sense are if you like run it under cold water or put it in the fridge or freezer for like 15 minutes or whatever before you chop it because that mm. the cold temperature slows down the chemical reactions. Right. And then there the other go. one that makes sense is to use a really sharp knife. And that's because the, the sharper your cut and the smoother your cut, the less cells you're going to be damaging in the process. So the less isoallian is actually going to be released. So if you're having a real bad day and need to let something out, hit an onion with a hammer. Yeah, yeah. Pulverize that thing. Um, Blitz it in a food processor. In a really, really small, stuffy room. Uh, oh, yeah, if you really nice. want to, like, flush out those, you know, if you have an issue with um, 
yeah, you, you need an excuse for crying. No, there's you never need an excuse no, for crying. No, because they're different, Always they're different tiers they anyway. Are, they, so, yeah. so it wouldn't work in that sense anyway. No. You'd just be like, fuck, now I'm just in pain <laughs> and, and linking. Yeah, exactly. Don't recommend. Now I'm just in pain on the outside as well as the inside. And I'm not getting the catharsis either because it's the wrong type of tears. So I'm not releasing the precursor to cortisol. Mm, mm, mm. So it's just, a sh- don't, don't do it. Just don't do it. It's just a... Uh, uh, yeah, recipe for disaster. Did you know, fun fact about tears, that has got nothing to do with anything. It just came into my brain for some reason. Uh, in the, oh, I can't remember when, back in back in the day, it used to be considered, or the reason it's considered good luck for the bride to cry on her wedding day um, is because back in the day, apparently witches used to only cry t- three tears from the left eye. And so if your bride cri- so had to cry from both oh. eyes in order to prove she wasn't a witch... Um, because witches are also made of wood and weigh the same as a duck. Um, yeah. And so crying, crying has gone through a lot of different, you know, we've, we've viewed it with acceptance. We've viewed it with, um, you know, stigma and judgment. We've viewed it as, you know, all sorts of things across the time, across the time. Wow. Across the time. Over the ages. No, but the point is cry. It's good for you. Uh, there is no shame in crying and I support it and it's, you know, um, but okay. I want to talk about one more thing to do with crying before I shuffle mm-hmm. us on to the listener question. You know, the saying like a lump in your throat, is that a thing yes. that you've ever experienced IRL? To me, it's just kind of like a dryness, like I'm hell fucking thirsty and it's like a specific dry spot in my throat. That's what I mm-hmm. would imagine that means. Interesting. Yeah, see, because, okay, this was the thing that blew my fucking mind because Mm. I've never, I've, I always thought that that was just Mm. like a saying, like, you know, oh, it's a lump in your, and I I never really knew why that meant sadness Mm. or anything. Like, it's just like, oh, a lump in your throat. Like, you know, I didn't get it uh, because I didn't think it was real, but apparently it's a thing. Apparently, like, it's an actual thing. And I was talking to my housemate about it and I was like, is this a thing that you get? And they were like, um, yes, is it? Yeah. And and so I'm shook, and I can tell you the scientific reason why it happens, Please but do. I still feel like it's fake. I feel like the world is playing this big giant hoax on me. My understanding um, of what it would be, like every time it's happened to me, is just if I've been like crying kind of aggressively, and it's just like like hurt and worn out my throat mm. or something like that. Like if you shout really loudly and your vocal cords kind of hurt after that. Interesting. So you need to like drink some water afterwards. No, like, I don't it's, know. It's, it's been a fucking hot minute since I've cried, so it's mm. tough to remember. So essentially the glottis is the, that's the opening in your throat, like between your vocal folds. It's the primary mm. valve between like your lungs and your mouth. Right. joining the for the air for the tubes and the, the whatever the you know the stuff so when we cry we get an increased what's called autonomic arousal which is where your oh. auto sorry mm, it's not cd <laughs> it's your your autonomic nervous system which is like the one that is not conscious it, it controls all the things that just happen unconsciously um like yeah. increasing our breathing and heart rate like your fight or flight response whatever that sort of stuff so we get increased autonomic arousal when we're crying and our heart rate mm. gets up and our breathing increases and you need to get more oxygen around the body and you need to get more oxygen in the body. So essentially our breathing rate increases in order to try get more oxygen in to spread more oxygen around because our heart rate is up and we're all, you know, worked up. And in order to do that, our glottis, that opening opens, right, obviously to like let more air flow into the lungs. That makes sense. Yeah. But- when we swallow, 
you got to close the glottis so that the stuff that you're swallowing doesn't go into your lungs. It goes into, mm. you know, it goes down the other tube. Um, yeah. And like I said, when you're crying, all of that is draining like into the nose, but then also kind of like down the back of the throat as well. And you, yeah. you need to swallow a lot when you're crying because you're just producing a lot of liquid but when you're crying, in the general you're facial like area. a bit, right? Like you're doing a bit. <laughs> mm. So essentially <laughs> what you're shit. trying to do is both open and close the glottis at the same time. And your body, nice. that's going to fucking, that's, that's creates this feeling of being a lump or being sore mm. or being, you know, some people find it quite painful. Yeah. I feel like it's a lie, but I, I mean, it makes sense physiologically that there, you would mm. feel something. I'm just, maybe I'm just broken. Maybe I just don't swallow. I regret saying that on a podcast. <laughs> 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 and so crying, uh, tears are salty. That's the thing. Yeah, I mean, you don't like swallowing um, that. So, <laughs> is it is it the saltiness you don't like to swallow, or? <laughs> oh, we. <laughs> well, and fun. Is fun that the reason. one with the more or less proteins in it? <laughs> People can't see, but I'm just like giving Matt a look right now. <laughs> yes. Uh. So, um, <laughs> that's that's. I'm sure that's not all I wanted to cover about crying and about tears and stuff, but I feel like that's all we really have time for. It seems um, like a great time to move on to the listener question. It it does, doesn't it? It does. And so <laughs> I have a listener question that I'm going to read verbatim because the way it is phrased is part of the charm of the question, I think. Okay. <clears throat> so this is from Alex. In the 2002 game-changing song, Lose Yourself, Eminem references sweaty palms resulting from nerves. Why does this happen? <laughs> it's mum's spaghetti. It was nervous, <laughs> well, but on the surface he, he was looking calm, calm and, and ready, ready to drop bombs. But he but keeps, he keeps on, on forgetting what he wrote down. He wrote down the whole crowd, go so loud. He opens his mouth, but the <laughs> words won't mouth, come out. The words won't come out. He's choking He's out. Choking Everybody's out. choking out. The time's, time's run up. out. Fuck. <laughs> Over. Pa- pa- snap. snap back, back to reality. reality. Up the goes oh, gravity. Up the goes rabbit. He's fucking. <laughs> okay. No. We need to stop getting derailed by songs. Um. Yes. Nope, well, the really witty. It. The really witty answer that I had in in preparation of why does this happen? Um. Obviously, mm. so that he could rhyme sweaty with spaghetti to create the most famous line of the song. Um. But yeah. I don't think that's what Alex was asking when they said why does this happen. I don't think they were mm. actually asking about why Eminem references sweaty palm. <laughs> resulting from nerves. I think the question is, why do we sweat in our palms yes. when we get nervous? Um, so I guess I'll answer that question as well. Um, so, and I thought this was a really fitting one to pick for today because it, bodily fluids, I don't know, this is the a body secretion. fluid episode. Yes. But Welcome also, to the fluid episode. But also, yes, this is another around. like fluid production oh. in response to emotion, right? Similar to, you know, mm. crying. But the coolest thing is, <laughs> this is also Sorry. different. Um, you know how crying, see, see earlier in this episode. Ah, <laughs> uh, there it is. The self-plug right at the end, <laughs> right on sign. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> for the self episode which you already just heard if you're listening to this but yeah so you have two different sensory pathways causing the two different whether reflex tears versus emotional tears you have yeah. two different sensory pathways creating like sweaty like nervous sweat versus 
temperature sweat. I assume so like it would when you be like not just palm sweat, sweat cool but down. like whole body sweat. Because I know when I get nervous, I sweat like a motherfucker under my arms as well. Yeah, just like, interesting. Just, just like crazy. Well, it's different, <laughs> different parts of the brain. So you've got your hypothalamus, which is what's causing that. So your hypothalamus is like paying attention to your overall body temperature and being mm. like, oh shit, do we need to like sweat more to do this like evaporative cooling thing that mm. we do really well? Um, that's that's the temperature sweating. And then the emotional sweating or the nervous sweating is is those limbic parts of your brain, similar to your emotional tears, being like, yo, we need to sweat. And it's really interesting because in terms of why, it's interesting that you say you sweat nervously under your underarms mm. because the best evidence that I could find or the best sort of leading theory right now as to why we sweat um, on our it, palms and the soles of our feet, but we don't tend to notice the soles of our feet as much because we tend to be mm. like wearing shoes and stuff. Um, yeah is because the sweat glands in the palms of your feet, uh, palms of your feet? No, palms of your hands and the soles of your feet. I'm sure feet have palms as well. No, they have soles. Soles of your feet. Um, Okay. (laughs) They, yeah, those sweat glands are like controlled differently to other sweat glands. And other animals, like most species of animals, excluding Mm. humans and excluding like our most kind of closest relative uh, primates, most animals only have sweat glands on like essentially the soles of their feet and palms of their hands and where they serve a role for like traction. Because if you think about it, like obviously too much sweat, you don't get grip. But if your hand is completely dry and you try to like, you know – run your hand Water across creates the table, friction. Um, and the, you need that little bit layer yeah. of moisture to create that why you that lick friction. your finger before grabbing a page. Yeah, exactly. And so we think that the reason this is linked to that, like, flight or, fight or flight response, mm. and when you're, like, freaking the fuck out, you start to sweat on your hands, is because traditionally, like, you know, it's the flight part when you want to run away or, like, I don't know, climb a tree to get out of danger or whatever. You need that traction. Mm. And so that's why it makes sense that when that fight or flight response is triggered, we also get sweat production. Um, right. But that doesn't explain why you're sweating under your armpits. So I don't know, man. Yeah. Um, I don't know either. But that's okay. But that is interesting. So, you know, I also get the hella palm. Yeah. Um, and some well, people get so. it more than others. Um, but, yeah, that's that's why we think his palms are mm. sweaty. Even though he his looked, knees were weak, his arms were heavy. There was vomit on his sweater already. Mom's it was spaghetti. his mom's spaghetti. Yeah, um, even because he, he was nervous. Exactly. Even he though was on the surface he looked calm and ready to, to drop, drop bombs, bombs but, but he, he kept on, on forgetting. forgetting. <laughs> what he wrote, he wrote down, down, the whole, the whole crowd, crowd goes, goes so loud. loud. <laughs> okay, stop. If you have a listener question that you know may be referencing another hit song from the early two thousands for Matt and I to spend a lot of time getting distracted by referencing, uh, you can email us. Uh, curiosityrat at gmail.com is our email address. Shoot us those emails because the questions like this are fun. Have as much fun as you want with your questions. Yes. Um, I have fun with it. And so that is our body fluid episode. Uh, we're not <laughs> calling it that. Let's call it crying. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Body fluids. There were so many wonderful body fluids elicited by emotion that we didn't cover. Like, Well, maybe we'll do an episode on cum. I don't know. <laughs> anyway anyway folks if you liked what we were doing or even if you didn't and you want to tell us follow us on social media that's the best way to tell us uh you can find us on twitter instagram (laughs) at curiosity rat on facebook curiosity killed the rat and remember you can email us those abusive emails and or questions curiosity rat at gmail.com abusive yeah 
are they abusive? Because we're now? terrible at our job. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> This was a clusterfuck of an episode, but I hope you enjoyed it because I don't know. I think this shit is really cool. And I think I'm mostly Mm. just like mind blown about the fact that we are the only animals that have evolved this emotional crying, this like visible tears. Emotional tearing up. Yeah. Like that's really interesting to me. Um, And whether it's to do with what we're actually crying out in terms of the chemicals. Because like you've also, you've got antibacterial agents in there so that if you get like bacteria in your eyes to fight uh, bacterial infections, you had antioxidants in there. You've got all sorts of cool stuff in your tears but whether it actually physically you know drains you of that stress those stress hormones and stuff or whether it's more just about that social support that you get when people see you cry and then it's like well if you're crying by yourself in your bedroom is that actually serving the same purpose of making you feel better or do you need to cry in front of other people in order Mm. for the crying to serve its purpose I don't know but I think we should make it much more of a normal thing to cry in front of other people because that's a thing that we definitely know is a thing that we are both programmed to cry when we need support and also programmed to recognize that someone needs support when we see them crying so <laughs> turn on the tears if you if you really need support and no one's paying attention to you um, don't bottle it up don't don't uh I unless think you want to like save the thing. minor opioids in them to use for later uh, and, and then drink them bottle bottles bottle them up and sell them literally bottle. on the black market. you see that's the thing if you really want to be someone who <laughs> bottles them up you have to release them first to put them in a proper bottle the self-contained yeah. bottle yes yeah, just that's, that's you can't that's sell that good. what good is that i can't drink no, from, exactly. i don't want to drink from you <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, thanks. Again, you can email us in your listener questions at curiosityrat at gmail.com. Uh, we also have a Facebook and Instagram, a Twitter. We did all um, of that already. Already did that. Okay. Um, We're done. But, bye. Peace out, homies. That was fluid. Body. Hey, guys. Come again. (laughs) And I'm stopping recording. (laughs)